I did it backwards. I just went I went right to the intro. I didn't even hit the come on over music. So it's all good. All right. Yeah, we'll be a little slow getting started today. But hey, welcome to the show. It's back to the window with Scott and Scott. It's Thursday, it's the twenty sixth of May. Memorial Day weekend coming up. Hope everybody's going to have a great Memorial Day. Good to be here. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And we get uh, we, we we get together every day to do this, Scott, as we put our heads together, come up with some of our best plays, and uh, help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. So there you go. Nice to have everybody in the house. How'd your a Wednesday go, Scott? How was hump day for you? Overall, it went well for me personally. Publicly, probably could have gone better, but I ended up losing my play today with the Red Sox. I had them over three and a half plus money, and they went one for nine with the runners in scoring position. So that did not exactly go well. But I said on yesterday's video, I was going to load up on Boston, the Celtics, and uh, that worked out quite nicely. So overall, I made money, but I should have probably given out the Celtics as my play today. Because I ended up having a lot more money on Boston, uh, the Celtics, than I did on the Red Sox by the start of two, the two games, if that makes any sense. Right. But I realized, I guess, the afternoon afternoon of once Hero was officially ruled out, I got a bit ball. I got a bit the Celtics. I mean, yeah. like there was no way I could have avoided it. So I ended up having a good day personally. But yeah, sorry about the Red Sox. Yeah, that was a that was a situation where I I said that I wanted to I wanted to wait on the injuries. To see I got everything I wanted. Was out, Williams so. was playing. Hero was out. I'm like, all right, that's all I need. Yeah. Give me, give me Boston. So I actually laid an alternative number. I laid eight and a half. Yeah, that's solid. I got that at two to one. So yeah. that worked out well. Very good. You know, that was a uh, was the first half of that game. Is that the? I don't know. There's been so many bad ones. Is that one of the worst halves of basketball you ever saw? Uh, wasn't good. I tell you that much. I mean, my, the story of the playoffs up to this point is why am I watching the NBA playoffs when there's hockey on? Yeah, that's no lie. All you need to know is... That's uh, really been the story, isn't it? Because the hockey game last night was crazy. Heat scored 42. They're up five. Yeah. Brutal. Timmy Earl, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Andrew is in the house as well. Uh, Great job laying eight and a half. That's right. He's the man. He's the man. The myth, the legend, the kid. Can we call you the kid yet? You can if you want to. I'm, I'm about to turn 25, so I'm not sure how much longer you got on that. But <laughs> see, it was kind of in the world of sport, in the world of sports betting and professional handicapping. I would call you the kid. I'm definitely on the younger side when it comes to people who post their picks every day and do that kind of stuff. So I'm probably one of the younger ones. I'm sure there are now a bunch of people who are now like 22, 23 who started doing it, but. Yeah, I started when I was a junior in college on YouTube. I was definitely one of the younger ones to start. No question about that. Uh, Tim Earl says the NBA has been boring. Yes, says WNBA better than the uh, NBA. I'll tell you what. If Whatever you like, makes more money, man. If you like to watch a game that looks a little bit more like the basketball games that you used to be familiar with, watch the California w- Penal. Watch the watch the WNBA, man. They play fundamental basketball. They don't just move the ball around to try to set up a three. Actually, they actually play basketball, Scott, and I. Uh, I don't I don't hate that. Tim Earl says he's twenty two. Yep. Suck a dick, Scott. You're done. You're old. It's over. Gave it a good run, man. Oh, yep. You had a good run, buddy. Now you got the what? You put Tim with his brother, they're forty four, so I'm not sure that qualifies. Uh NBA has uh, turned into a rugby scrum. Uh unwatchable. I have not watched as much this year as I have in years past, not gonna lie. Watching a lot of hockey. That was a great hockey game last night, Scott. Well, I mean, if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, it was a great hockey game. Pissing away a three-goal lead in the third period isn't ideal, but, you know, I'm sure we'll talk All about I know that. is every year, hockey playoffs are better than the NBA. Yeah. It's really common knowledge. The only people that haven't realized it have not paid enough attention to hockey playoffs, but it's not even close. And we had another double-digit blowout. Can't really call it a full blowout because the Heat were technically winning at the half. They weren't but technically Boston, winning. They were in real life winning. I'm saying after the third quarter, though, the, the game was a wrap. You knew Boston was going to win. But I fucking doubled yeah, them up. Doubled them up. 30, 32. Really not much to say. 32 16. We yeah, it's over. I don't want to do a full victory lap, but at the end of the day, we said that Miami's not talented enough. And with all the injuries, we figured they would have a hard time scoring. Yeah. And now, and, and, with 80. and I, I will give you this hat tip. I was not as convinced. Uh, that Boston was going to blow him out as you were. Uh, I I told you I, I was I I was more of a wait and see. I wanted to see if Hero was going to play or not. So, I'm actually surprised the game was that close. I thought Boston would win by like 17. 
Yeah, okay. And they were on pace too, and then Miami went on a little bit of a run at the end. I think they cut it to maybe 11 at one point, but that was basically it. But Boston looked like they were going to cruise to a 20-point win, and they won by 13. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like the main reason why we disagreed a bit on the margin you thought Jimmy Butler was more healthy than I did. Yeah, that's that's it. I talked about Jimmy Butler being at 90. You think he's more like 60. I said 60. He might not even be at 60. Yeah. Because what he did yesterday made him look like he was at 50. Yep. We didn't even bring up Lowry, who looked like he was at about 10%. Horrific. Horrific. So Miami's leaking oil. Yep. It might be more than a leak at this point. They're hemorrhaging oil. They're gushing, gushing oil. They had had to have that one last night. We talked about that. Uh, oh, they're going to get buried in, in game six. Nick, they Nick, don't have a shot. Nicholas Lee asking about a couple props. We could, let's talk about that before we get rolling here, Scott. Uh, Steph over three and a half and Wiggs over uh, 15 and a half points. Well, based on what we've seen in the series, you got only to the over on both because I haven't really seen any answers from Dallas's defense. Even in the game they won in game four, was the defense good, or did they just shoot the lights out and the offense for Golden State just didn't go crazy? I'll tell you what they did, Scott. They out-rebounded them. They, they, did, yeah. they did what they had to do in the paint, which they hadn't been able to do in any of the games so far. Uh, Dallas shot okay. They shot 50% from, from the floor. They shot 46% from, from deep. It was a lot higher. They went ice cold in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> true, true. Yeah, when it mattered, they, were, they couldn't miss. That was yeah. absolutely true. So, so when it comes to talking about Golden State offensively with over-unders, it's really tough to take many unders because I still have not seen Dallas consistently stay in front of their guys. I think they run them out of the fucking gym tonight. I think they're going to try to. I mean, no, duh, but Golden State. No, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I think that there's a decent chance, especially since Golden State really seemed to, I don't want to say not care about closing it out, but when Kerr started to experiment with the lineups in the middle of the second quarter, yeah, and he threw out Moody and he threw in Kaminga throwing Damian Lee for a couple minutes in there. And I'm just like, you're clearly punting this game, right? Yeah. And we, we talked about that, about whether if they got, if they got behind, if he would call off the dogs just a little bit. And they were down like, I forgot what they were even down when they brought in Kaminga and company. They weren't even down that much. No. But they just decided, I guess, let's give some of these other guys some run just in case there's an injury or something. So we have some guys with some reps. But it really seemed like early on you can tell what Golden State's philosophy is based on the rotations. If it was a close, meaningful game that Golden State cared about, yeah. there's a 0% chance Damian Lee's playing. Yeah, absolutely true. I'll tell you what. And it wasn't garbage time. It was like second quarter. I'll tell you what. Looney should be well-rested. He should be. Because <laughs> he didn't play much in that game. So No. And right. he's been one of their better players in the series. Quick reminder, everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe. Smash that thumbs up. It really does mean a lot to us, and we appreciate it when you do it. Of course, subscribe. To both of our channels, both the Winners and Winers YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel as well. Great content on the Max Wagers Network. 12 o'clock, Sean Higgs, Midday Money, 1 o'clock, Allie Burns, Morning Wood, me and Chris at 2 o'clock doing parlays. Scott and I helping you head back to the window at 3. Sean Miller, the beautiful the beautiful game. It's soccer from across the world at 4 p.m. And at 5, bringing it all home, is the one and only Tim Earl with his brother Nick. Or 22, by the way, Scott, 22. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to think of what soccer is even going on right now, besides uh, Champions League stuff. You have the Champions League final coming up between Real Madrid and Liverpool, but didn't every other league like end last week? I think so. I think so, so. He's probably... you got MLS. You got you got American soccer. There you go. That's uh, that's sort yeah, that's of soccer. something. That's something. Um, and then uh, there you got Detroit went Lenny with him as well. We got Detroit Lenny on the show. He's a fun dude. Youngstown, Young Youngstown Jimmy. Yeah, Youngstown right. Lenny. Yeah, we're gonna have Youngstown Jimmy on the yeah. show. Uh, what else? Oh, Caesars. Caesars still doing a great deal, man. If you got one of those games you're locked into, if you on the if you're on the Warriors tonight, like uh, I don't know about we are, but like I am. Hey, that's a good chance to uh, bet a little bit uh, more than you usually do because uh, Caesars will guarantee that first bet up to eleven hundred dollars. All you have to do is open up your Caesars account, first time depositors and betters only. Of course, it must be in a state where Caesars exists. And uh, it works just like it sounds. It's first bet insurance. You win the bet. Congratulations, you won the bet. If you lose the bet, Caesars will make it up to you. It is like it never happened. Make sure you take advantage of that great offer. Must have the code uh, ETS wins Caesar. Uh, ETS WINS CZR. That, that code is available in the description of today's video, along with the link that'll take you right to the sweet spot where you want to be. 
Yeah, must be 21 to play, of course, just unless you are in New Hampshire or Wyoming, where you only must be 18. Uh, if you're looking for my premium place, uh, it went 2-1 and one yesterday, another nice day. You can find that link in the description for the show today as well. Um, Scott, I think that about covers it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. All right, all right. Well, uh, to go back to today's NBA game, by the way. Yes? I really don't have many strong opinions about it. Like yesterday, I was all over Boston. Okay. I was very confident with it. I knew that that was going to work out, and it did. This one I find tricky because the whole series really comes down to if Dallas' supporting cast can make shots. Yes. That's really the entire story. Well, so, sort of. Well, I, yeah. I, w- I would say it depends on the paint, but. That's fair. Two, those two, I, those two you, things are yeah. not unrelated. Golden State, from what we've seen following the failed closeout attempt, usually dominate the game after. I know Denver, they were very good in the second half. They ended up closing that series out after losing game four on the road. You had the Memphis game where they, once again, looked really good in the second half. They out-rebounded Memphis by 20-plus, and you got this game. So I do think that Golden State will make it a real point of emphasis to dominate on the glass, which they had done up to this point. So I think that's going to be a big reason why I do like Looney props in this game. I think he should have a bigger role. But I still have a hard time justifying if I want to lay seven or not when it really all comes down to can Dallas just make a bunch of threes. Okay. And my main takeaway from game four, and I like the over in game four, was I thought thought it was correlated. I think if you like Dallas, parlay it with the over. Because they're not going to stop Golden State. They just have to keep up with them. Right. So Yeah, we, we, we talked about that, that bet having two ways to win. We're, we're I'm du- just saying, yeah, I'm got- not telling you straight up to that it's automatically going to hit Dallas plus the seven in the over. But if it's going to hit, there's a high probability the game goes over. Okay. In my opinion. Because Golden State's been walking into basically 110 every game of the series. Yeah, they're well, they're averaging they're averaging a buck nineteen at home, a buck fourteen overall for the series. And they scored at least one oh nine in every game. Yes, that is correct. So if you're penciling Golden State in for let's just say one thirteen at home, that means it's probably going over if Dallas is gonna cover. It's going probably gonna go over either way. Yeah. So I like the over if I had to pick I guess my favorite play, so to speak. But then Dallas could go ice cold again, you're screwed. Yep. That's so it, it's really a tough game to fully gauge. I feel like you can also kind of throw in a same game parlay. If you think Dallas, a supporting cast does not play well, take the under and Don such assists. Okay. Fair enough. If, if they're going to make a bunch of open shots, which is what that Luke has been setting them up with for the entire series, then he'll go over and assist. But if they're going to miss a bunch of shots, Dallas is going to get run out of the building. Okay. That's solid. That's, that's a good angle. All right, so we talked a little bit about what happened yesterday, but there were some other things that were happening. We'll uh, take a look at those, Scott. It is Thursday. It's time to reveal who were the winners, who were the whiners, the people that took it in the shorts and the people that took it to the bank. You know which side you're on. Now we're going to find out with along with everybody else. It's Thursday. It's time for Call the Cops. All right, very good. Hey, uh, we're going to get her rolling here. In the major leagues, if you have the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds under eight and a half, uh, excuse me, over eight and a half, had six runs the first three innings. And how many more runs they have in the next next six? They had one more run. That game landed at seven. You had over eight and a half right there, Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Hey, you should probably call the cops. And if you had the Rays, minus one and a half against the Marlins, they led five to three after eight innings. But we know Tampa, good bullpen. That's what their claim to fame is, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much yesterday because Miami did score a quote-unquote meaningless run in the top of the ninth. Tampa still won the game, but they only won by one. All right, my friend. And finally, the Tigers team total over three and a half going up against the Twinkies. So that was uh, under. Excuse me? Sorry. Under under, under yeah. three and a half. That's right. They only had two runs in the first nine innings. That's so frustrating. Congratulations. You handicapped that game correctly. But, hey, Ghost Runner, you can go ahead and score. And you know what? Bring that guy behind you with you as well. Tigers put up two top of the tents. Finish, finish with four. You had the under three and a half there. Holy mackerel. Call the cops. Uh, they don't call it undertime. They don't call it undertime, Jimmy. Now, on the other side, there's a couple possibilities here. 
you could have been in the right spot at the right time, had a nice, easy winner. You were kicked back on Wednesday night sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you either watched the NBA game or did not, if you had the under 204, it was a game you love to follow on the box score but not actually watch because it was a pretty hideous game. Each quarter had less than 49 points, and the game landed 173, like watching paint dry. Oh, awful, awful. Uh, if you had the Giants on the money line against the Mets, they led 9 nothing, 9 zippy after two innings. Uh, bad news for the Giants, they didn't score any more run. Good news for the Giants, they only gave up three. The Mets, yep, not your day, guys. If you had the Giants money line, yeah, you had a nice, easy rocking chair win. And the last one in WNBA, if you had the Mercury, uh, the Mercury and the Sparks over 164, you had 101 points in the first half, and then you had a little bit less in the second half, but still well more than the 63 required for the push. Game landed 194. So, do you think the WNBA is uh, better to watch than the NBA? Uh, no. No? And I do a podcast in the WNBA, so no. I'd okay. rather watch the NBA any day of the week. But I at least acknowledge the fact that the playoffs have been awful. So I've I've gone with option C, which is NHL. Am I supposed to really turn down the Battle of Alberta? Of course not. How can you do that? Can't do that. Can't do it. Can't do it. All I, right. I, I still don't mind the WNBA. I mean, it's still a situation where the league is still full of, I'd say, quality basketball fundamentals. Of course, you know, the players are going to be a lot worse than the NBA. That's a given. But why is that why, not... why is that a given? They're going to be worse at what? Well, I was going to say they just based on the fact that NBA players are significantly taller and more athletic, so they can dunk, for example. Does that, and... does that take away from your overall skill set? I don't, matter, I don't think it's a matter of skills. I think it's a matter of entertainment. Uh, people but, want to see dunks. Mm, people want to see people drive to the rim, you know, do some crazy acrobatic layups, and it's not exactly that common in the WNBA. But that's not what you said. For you, skill sets? You said they were worse. They were worse basketball players. They are. I'm not sure I'm going to go. Mean, I'm they, not clearly, gonna, they clearly are. It's, I'm it's not, not sure I'm going to go with you on that. When it, when it comes to... When it, can, what what would be a when it comes to neutral skills? You think the WNBA well, is worse? Well, it's it's also tough to fully gauge because WNBA uses a smaller basketball, so okay. you got to factor that in too. But when it comes to just speed, strength, everything like that, yeah, the NBA is significantly better. There's a reason why no women's ever played in the NBA. Well, it's a height thing. I get that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. It's not I'll, even always a height thing. You still, I mean, Brittany Grinder, of course, is not exactly in America right now. She claims she would beat Boogie Cousins in a one-on-one back with Team USA like eight years ago. She would lose twelve nothing. She wouldn't score, but you know, I, I'm just being honest here. Like, I don't want to get into a whole gender whatever dispute, but if you think that. WNBA players would actually be able to compete in the NBA. You're out of your mind. No, no, I'm just, I'm saying it neutral skills. I'm not saying where, I mean, I'm just. You, define neutral skills, dribbling, shooting, everything yeah, like that. Yeah. Once again, they're using different size basketballs. So but, you got to factor that in, but I do think men are better at those skills compared, comparing the pros. Okay. All right. I'm gonna... I mean, I'm not comparing Diana Taurasi to Bob Cousy. Like, I'm not going to throw errors into it, you know. But based on today, yeah, I think, I think that NBA players are more talented. Good time to remind everybody you can uh, reach Scott Reichel at Reichel that's, Radio. That's, not a, hot, that's not a hot take. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Okay. Right. Is, is that supposed to be a hot take? You're like, you think the only reason why women aren't in, in the NBA because of height? Um, no, obviously there's there's definite advantages that men have over women. No question about it. I'm I'm not saying that. But I'm saying... To say they're not as skilled is to diminish what they do. I didn't say that they're bad at the sport. I'm just comparing them to the NBA. They're not as skilled as NBA players. Okay. I don't think that's a hot take at all. All right. All right. Uh, WA is better to bet to say for lines, softer lines than WNBA. I always agree with that. You have lower limits as well. So it takes a lot less to actually move a line. So if you want to bet the WNBA – do it rather quickly because you might see an eight point spread suddenly close at 12 in the span of about, I don't know, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
There's a lot of movement in those. Um, Joan is uh, wanted to check in and thanks you for the uh, a little parlay there that. Uh, Thank you. You hit the other day a little. A little. Unfortunately, four, I tried a same game parlay yesterday with the Celtics, and I had the whole read on the game right, but I really just thought Boston would do a better job in the first half. I had him first quarter money line, first half money line. Of course, neither of those cashed. But I had Boston winning handily, and I had the team total under for Miami. So I called the game correctly. I just did not expect 19 points in the first quarter to be leading for Miami after the first 12 minutes. Yeah, pretty brutal. By the way, J.C. Stone agrees with you 100%. So. Um, Andrew says that he's new to the WNBA. Thanks for the good advice. Yep. Um, what are we, we talking about? How the air team is... We're talking about just how skilled the players are. Once again, I, I gamble in WNBA. I have a podcast for it, so I do take it seriously. But if you watch the games, you can tell they don't hold the candle to NBA players. I mean, I mean it's not close. I'm not I'm not having a real, you know, hot take that nobody's ever had before. But there's a reason why the WNBA has consistently lost money for the last 20 years. Well, I mean, there's 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 a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons for it, but I'm sure that you can make an argument. A reason is because there's not as many highlight plays and people want to see a lot of entertaining highlights. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, that's the thing because, you know, you say dunks sell, I think three pointers sell as well. Well, nowadays they kind of have to, cause that's literally 90% of the sport. See, that's, that's why I, I'm not saying I prefer to watch the WNBA, but it is an enjoyable, it is an enjoyable style of basketball. It's more fundamentally oriented than today's NBA is. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You, the skilled part, I am going to have to push back pretty harshly. Well, I don't I, think it's close. You can't com- you, you can't compare the skill sets of of men and women. I mean, you just. But I think if you were to find gender neutral things, uh, you know, like I said, shooting, dribbling, and of course, once again, it's tough to compare them because the WNBA uses a smaller basketball to try to even the playing field. Well, how about because women have smaller hands? So isn't I'm, I'm just saying you're talking about neutral stuff. It's it's almost impossible to find any neutral stuff because the basketball is a different size. Why is that not neutral? If it shouldn't it shouldn't shouldn't it be hand size to ball size? Shouldn't it be a that's ratio the, thing? You can make an argument that's true, but I don't have any scientific data to back that up. There okay. still could be an advantage one way or another. I really have no idea. All right, very good. Um, let's talk about gambling hero, shall we? There was somebody that stood out yesterday, and you know, uh, you know, if you watch the show. You know, anytime Scott and I uh, have an opportunity to blow the trumpet, we, we take advantage of it. So, yeah, open up your spit valve, everybody, all you trumpet players out there. Get ready to play along. Let's find out who it was, Scott. Talk about entertaining. Yeah, this one had it. Let's find out who was the gambling hero of the day. All right, so we mentioned how bad the NBA games have been last night was no exception. But, Scott, you also mentioned there's a sport that you have enjoyed watching, and what is that sport? Sport was hockey, and we had an elimination game between the Blues and the Avalanche. And to be honest, it didn't look very good for the Blues because they were down 3-1 to one in the series, and they were down 3 nothing pretty early on into the game. And then you ended up having a very nice comeback there for St. Louis. They trailed, I believe it was 4-1. to 4-1. to one. And they scored three unanswered, including a pull the goalie, wait a second, the team with the person advantage actually scored, sent it to overtime, and that is where our story begins because Tyler Bozak ended up scoring the game-winning goal three minutes and 38 seconds into overtime, and now we have a game six. As for gamblers, St. Louis was plus 210. On the money line. A guy in my comment section last night took St. Louis plus 1,200. I'm assuming that was when they're, no, uh, yeah, plus 1,300. I'm assuming that's when they were down four to one. So I'm assuming that nice hit there. maybe four two. Maybe four two. Yeah, it's possible. I was going to say four one, honestly, in the third period when you're already Should be a little plus stronger than 10. Could be a little stronger than that. Yeah. I figured that would be closer to like 20 to one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's probably, was probably four I'll two. assume four two. So yeah, good hit, good hit there, and a good hit for uh, for Bozak. Uh, Kemper just a little late, and he getting his glove there, man. Just... Well, I mentioned that the ways that St. Louis would win, I didn't see it. That's one of the things that got wrong in yesterday's card. I said that either you'd have Huso standing on his head, which I did not see happening, no. which I was right about. Twenty eight, twenty nine saves. Under, or yeah, or Kemper doesn't play well, and Kemper did not play well. So 
He did for the first two periods. Great goalie. No, you know he's he's okay. But when you allow five goals on thirty shots, are you you sure your your uh, name's not Markstrom? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no kidding. Not not his best game. Yeah, I I mentioned the blueprint on how St. Louis could win. They just needed some bad goaltending, and they got it because Kempfer was not very good. Yep, absolutely true. So yeah, good game, good overtime, and uh, pretty pretty quiet there in Colorado last night. Yeah, I don't think the I think the crowd was in shock. So and Tim was right. It was three nothing, then three three, then McKinnon had the hat trick goal where he went one on five, and then St. Louis scored about two minutes later. So yeah, Tim's right. They were down three nothing. That's right. They were down three yeah. nothing, not four one. Yeah, but McKinnon scored that goal with three minutes to go to give them the lead again. Yeah, yep. That's right. Yep, that's right. Because they they put the fourth one on when it was three to three. It's Brutal. really weird, by the way, how McKinnon is so good at hockey in terms of skill, and yet. He's really just a worse version of McDavid. <laughs> like it's, it's really just kind of funny. Yeah. The skill sets are kind of the same, and McKinnon in any other era would be like the face of the league. But he's just McKinnon, but slightly he's he's basically McDavid, but slightly worse. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You just did. The skill sets really remind me of each other, but McDavid's just faster. Yep. Yep. Good. Good game. Um, Jones saying that uh, Miami just missed like ten in a row from downtown. Keep shooting, or do you uh, adjust your strategy and go inside, Scott? I don't know what strategy they have. Once again, that's why I like Boston to win handily yesterday, and spoiler alert in game six as well. If Jimmy Butler's banged up, Lowry's banged up, Hero can play, who do you have on your team? Yeah, well, we found you need out. A, you need Adebayo to go for 30 against one of the best defensive centers in the league. Ola, Oladipo got to go nuts. I'm just saying Oladipo has been a bench player all season long. Right. He showed up a month right. before the playoffs. You're Sa- screwed. Same same with uh I, I mean you know, same with the with the kid, the shooter. But um, I've mentioned this before. With NBA teams, you can make all the adjustments you want, but over the course of a seven game series, the better or even healthier team is gonna win out the majority of the time. Miami went from having maybe two weapons on offense to basically half. And the half is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's basically it. That's a, they don't have anything. That's a real shame because I really, I really like this Miami team. I love the way they played defense going into the series, and it's a shame to see them get banged up. I don't think they're getting a, uh, you know, not. I'm going to say fair, but you you play with what you got. But it's it's, it's still it's weird bad because timing. I had I had Boston in six before the series started, and I believe the price on that was like plus two sixty. Right, think. but. In a way, I'm gonna be right about the prediction. Yeah. But I still underestimated Miami. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because correct. I did not expect Miami to win a road game. I figured that they would defend home court. Uh, Boston would steal one, in would probably steal game five, and then they would end up winning in six. But I was right about them winning game five. The issue is that Miami just got hurt. But the fact that Miami was up two one, with uh, winning a road game, I underestimated them there, but I guess the ends are going to justify the means in this case. It looks like it. It looks like it. They Miami has a tall order at this point. And for t- the record, I think Boston's going to win the title. Um. Yeah. Okay. They, I think they're better than Golden State. They've probably been consistently better in the playoffs, and they've certainly matched up. I think with better teams. I just don't think Golden State's very good, and I got money on Golden State. Like, if Golden State wins the title, I make five grand. So I'm rooting for Golden State pretty hard. Right. But I'm definitely hedging. There's no way that I'm not going to hedge. Boston, I do think, is the much more talented team. And I don't think it's really close. You can argue that Golden State has the experience. Maybe Boston's going to fold. But Boston has multiple wings that can actually score the ball. Yeah. And you look at who Golden State's played. They played Denver, who has Jokic and nobody else. Right, no wings. They played Memphis. I like Bain, but he was injured pretty much the entire series. Right. And Dylan Brooks is a lost cause. And then on top of that, you're facing off against a Dallas team that has Luka and nobody else. So if you have multiple wings who can actually score, I really don't know if Golden State can match up against them. Yeah, that's it's, it's hard to it's hard to argue with. It's it's going to come down to how well Golden State uh can match up defensively if they can if they have anything for him. Like you said, I'm not sure they will. Uh, Who do you think would be favored, though, going into the series? I'm assuming Golden State slightly because they're technically the home team. See, what they, if, if they if they end it tonight, then yes. If they drag it out to seven with Dallas, 
and and Miami ends it in six. I mean, uh, Boston ends it in six. Uh, you could have Boston as a small favorite. I think Boston should be favored yep. based on home court and the potential rest advantage. Yeah, by a day, I guess. I do think Golden State will probably be minus one fifteen. I was going to say minus one twenty. So yeah, but I do think Boston will win probably in six. Okay, very good. Uh, STM Network called you Scott Scott Thank you. You can just you can just say Truman, by the way. But thank you. Uh, well, it's not how you pose. So uh, all good. All right. Uh, thanks, John. Appreciate the kind words. Grant Grant Williams should have a better series versus the Warriors. Uh, yeah, be, he has not been much of a factor. I can say Golden State is not very good. Well, again, very simple. I think the East Co- the Eastern Conference is significantly better than the Western Conference. Yeah. Well, and. I just and we're talking about the path that they've taken so far. Yeah, it is. It has definitely been a good matchups for Golden State. But Golden State was the three. The only team that they were supposed to play, they ended up playing was Memphis. Right. But they played against Denver, a six. Denver's not very good, and they got to avoid the one seed because Phoenix ended up falling apart. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'm not saying Golden State's a bad team. I no. didn't say that. No. I just don't think that they are as good as people assume they are because of the reputation. Fair enough. Like, if you want to compare this Warriors team to the Warriors teams of the past, it's not even close. But when it comes to looking at matchups and comparing that uh, Boston's strength of schedule to Golden State's strength of schedule in the playoffs, they are not even close to each other. No. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, thoughts on the Brewers over, White Sox under, Colorado over. So let's go in order on those. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at the Brewers. Uh, Brewers matching up with St. Louis. Slower and Rain, Wainwright, seven and a half. I think I'm just leaning under there. Not playing not playing it over there. Uh, I'm not playing it over with Wainwright at home. No. We know that Wainwright's numbers are very good against Pittsburgh, but at home, especially for the last couple of years, against anybody, Nails. he's been insanely good. Nails. Yeah. And I'm, Milwaukee can't hit. So I'm going with the under. Uh, White Sox under. As uh, White Sox are matching up with Boston, Michael Walker goes against Dallas Keuchel. Waka Waka. I don't think I can play an under with Dallas Keuchel. I can't play an under there, especially since I had Boston team total over yesterday. There's like a 90% chance it hits today. Yeah. So I'll go with the over. Dead to me. Okay. In the last, I didn't one. check the win though. If there's serious win, then maybe. But based on the pitching, I expect Boston to do pretty well today. Was that Cubs game? Was that game earlier today? Was that where was that at? At Cincinnati. Uh, it's in Cincinnati. Okay, so they got the rain we got through yesterday. I just didn't know what the weather was in Chicago. Uh, and then the Colorado game was the last one. They're going up against uh, is Colorado at? Oh, against Washington one more time. Oh, Marquez and Corbin. Yeah, I thought about taking it over there as my mm-hmm. play of the day. Yep. Corbin did pitch decently against the Rockies earlier this season. Yep. He went eight, in, eight innings, three runs. But the Rockies, I believe, are number two in the league in OPS against lefties. Uh, I know they were about a week ago, last time I checked it. I so. think I checked it last night. I'm pretty sure they're second. Okay. Now, Marquez, we know, is usually good at cores. He's not good elsewhere. Nope. I'd lean over as well. I know both lineups can be hit or miss. Though with those pitchers, it's over a pass because we know the bullpens aren't good either. Cannot, cannot, cannot get involved with a uh, an over in this or an under in this game with Corbin going. Just can't do it. Mm. Uh, on the Rays money line today, says James S. Against the Yanks. Now there you go, Nestor Cortez going against Ryan Yarborough. Money line. I do catching. not think the Yankees should be favored in this game. You say you do not? No. The Yankees won yesterday. Props to them. Okay. Half the team's still injured. They won two nothing. Like I, I don't, I don't think this Yankees team, with Stan being on the IL, what else is new? DJ being hurt, Donaldson's in COVID protocol or borderline racist protocol. Can we call that? Because I don't no, know if he actually has COVID or not. Man, if if that went down the way it was, and that's uh, you and can I, speculate all you want, but it's a weird coincidence. After the whole thing happened, he ends up on COVID protocol for a week. It's a little weird. Oh, I'm not saying what. What are you saying? I'm saying that there's a chance that the Yankees, since he was suspended for a game, maybe told him take the week off. Okay. Maybe. Okay, I think you're high. 
He's the only person on the, on the entire team in COVID protocol. It happens. Really? Yeah. Okay. The only person. The only person interacting with everybody in the in the actual dugout for the last couple for the last couple months. I, I think that the suspension was stupid, but it's a weird coincidence if he gets suspended for some comments and then suddenly he's in protocol for a week immediately after. It's a little bit sketchy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's a little bit weird. Okay. Just just saying. All right. At least that's my takeaway for it. Okay. You, at no point did that cross your mind? No, of course not. No. But why is he the only one on the team in protocol? It could it could be contact tracing. It could be somebody. It could be his family. It could be somebody close to him. It's not but necessarily. Then wouldn't some... everybody else who has been interacting with him also be in con- in protocol? No, if not, not unless he's tested positive. Okay. So yeah, no, no. I thought the whole thing was weird. That's all I'm saying. Uh... But the point is, he's out. Well, Mayu's still banged up. Stands on the IL, and Tampa's good at the trap. Now Cortez is good. Yep. The Yankees don't give him much run support. Oh, Yarborough is a crafty lefty, which is code word for he doesn't have a fastball, no but fa- you know he kind of mile dives fastball. his way through. But I'll go with Tampa. Plus money on Tampa at the trop against an injured team is a little bit too enticing for me. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anything that gives me anything to hope with with Yarborough. Uh, okay. Yeah, against the Yankees historically are not awful. And he was good as last. He's been good as last two starts. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't hate that. Um, and like, your kid agrees with me, by the way. What do you say? He thinks that it's a little fishy. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying the timing is weird. Like either the road dogs tonight. My kid wants to know. Uh, road dogs in what sport? Hockey. So for hockey. Do I think the Rangers can steal one in Carolina? The answer is yes. In fact, the more that I think about it, the more I actually kind of like both dogs in this one. Okay. Carolina's undefeated at home in the playoffs. We know that. But the issue that Carolina's run into is the fact that they really can't solve Igor. And Carolina's laying 150. I understand it because they're undefeated at home, but they've scored less than three goals in each of the first four games of this series. Been painful. I can't lay 150 with a team that might not get the three. So for value, I'll take the Rangers because I do think that they can score two and hope Igor stands on his head. So I do think there's a, there's a certain blueprint there for him to actually, for him to do enough to get the Rangers the win. I think Edmonton closes it out tonight. Okay. I just think Markstrom's a lost cause. Yeah. He got pulled the last game. Now Mike Smith sucks too. My play that it was the over. Because how do you not like the over in this matchup? Right. But I do think that with McDavid and Drysidel and Evander Kane, who's been amazing too in this series, Calgary, even ignoring the goaltending situation, they've really just let that entire elite offense from Edmonton really get to whatever spots they want to. There's been no resistance. The penalty kill has not been great. And McDavid has a highlight play every single game where it leads to a goal. So. The defense has not been good for Calgary. The goaltending's made it even worse. And Mike Smith's a lunatic. So I'll go with the over. But I do think Edmonton probably closes it out in regulation. Calgary could show up and put up a valiant effort at home. But I have no faith in Markstrom in this game. Do you? No. No. It's the same exact story we had in game four. Yep. Markstrom, for whatever reason, he's been awful. Um, I'm that's the that's the dog that I on that I'm on. You know, if you're you're giving me Edmonton to close it out at plus money. I'm I'm a huge fan of that. And uh, Joe's mentioning that the Oilers in regulation is plus one ninety five. I think that's a hell of a play. It uh, it is. It is. I think you have to make it in a high scoring series. I'd be a little I'd be a little more skeptical in that low scoring series in the Rangers and the Hurricanes. But I know that unfortunately a couple of books don't allow you to do same game hockey parlays. Right. Which I would consider capitalizing on. I wouldn't mind Oilers reverse. Or Oilers minus one and a half. You can find an alternative there with the goalie pulling and everything like that. If you could find a book that let you parlay that with team total over and just expect Edmonton to get the five, I feel like that's how the game's going to go. Because if Markstrom even has one stumble in the first period, like early on, his confidence is absolutely shot. Yep, I agree. And it's already shot. So, yeah, the Flames have some issues. 
So you've got some agreement. Justin McElvey agrees with you as well that the, there's no coincidence with the, the Donaldson on the COVID list. I just think it's weird. And Andrew says uh, he loves this channel because there's a lot of sharp cappers. I've said that since the beginning. A lot of sharp people watch this show and lend their and lend their expertise in the comment section. I'm a big fan of it. So, um, Oilers in the over. Yes, son. A real a real system play. <laughs> I haven't heard much about the system here lately. But I don't know what happened to it. It was in they were workshopping it, a couple of tweaks there, a gear yeah. went loose. They had to, you know, fix the machine a little bit. I think it's called um Laziness? moving in with your girlfriend. Oh. Okay. I I know there's been a lot more trips to um, Is that a negative EV play? There's that always. Always? Okay. Um there's been a lot more trips to IKEA than than there were when when he was uh uh, well, a, a younger lad. So well, that's definitely why he has no time for the system. He's got to assemble the furniture from Ikea. <laughs> that's no shit. That's a three month project right there. Oh man. Not good. All right. So to recap, you and I are both on the, uh, you know, I've, I'm not laying 150 with Carolina. I was going to say, I, it would, I expect Carolina to probably win tonight. Yeah. But 150 is ridiculous. Yeah, just for value. That va- line should be like 125. Just for value, I got to play the Rangers, though. Even even I think Carolina's going to win. I'm, I love the under, and I love the over on the Edmonton game, and I think that's a tremendous can't-miss value. Or shouldn't you shouldn't miss that uh, at plus 135 on the Oilers. Yeah, but if you want to just talk about the, where the value lies on the hockey games, I think they're both with the dogs. Uh, Joe Kryptonite says plus 550 parlay. Uh, that may be a, a good use of your pizza money or if you're even just afraid of the overall under carolina team total under yeah because realistically if the game's going to go over carolina is going to have to do something yes offensively yes and they have done absolutely nothing in the last couple of games bronco devil saying what should be what should be the motto for ikea where is that missing dowel mm-hmm. <laughs> no shit uh by the way my son says my uh my my guess about his time it may be factual okay <laughs> It's amazing how many Saturdays and Sundays I talk to him. What are you doing? Uh, we're shopping. Shopping for whatever fucking dish towels. Or At this point, when it comes to thinking about Sweden, I think of assembling furniture Yeah. and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. In either order. <laughs> okay. You know, either one. All right. But... Very good. Very good, my friend. Um, basketball tonight, you and I kind of, I, I heartily endorse Golden State to cover. I was going to say, you are definitely more confident are you in my lean, opinion are you, than I am. Can we call you leaning that way? Yes, yeah, so I'm leaning Golden State. Okay. I'm leaning to the over. But okay. at the end of the day, I do think it would be more of a prop game for me. Yeah. I expect Golden State to rebound a lot better, so I expect Looney to play well. I also like Luka over nine and a half rebounds. Yeah. I mean, he should have a double-double because even if Dallas is getting killed, then it's the final game of the season. Are you really going to bench Luca in the final game of the season? He's Probably got not. he's got there every game except the last one. He's had that's what I'm saying. So the way 11. that I see it, even if Dallas is getting blown out, it's the final game. Luca, even in a blowout, should play at least 35 minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. So based on that, he should have the playing time. We know Dallas goes small; they can't rebound. Give me the over and Luca rebounds. Okay. Uh, cheers to Bian Trabajo to you too. Um, so you like the, you like. Of your two leans, you like your over or you like the Warriors more? I like the Luka rebounds the most. Okay, good enough. Um, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to avoid playing that prop. I mean, can you? I mean, if Luka no. doesn't go over, they're going to lose the rebounding battle by 30. Yeah. No, you got so, it. Luka to get the double digits is, is solid. No question. And it was like it. minus 130, I think, which yeah. I think is just too low. Average 11 on the season. He's put up 11 in every game except for the last one. And Dallas has gone even smaller in the playoffs than they yep. did in the regular season. Correct. Correct. So, so any any baseball game you want to talk about before we get to farm? Uh, not really. I know I was look, going through the baseball card. I had some thoughts briefly on potentially a couple of games for the farm. We mentioned the over in the in the Nationals game, which I thought about, but right. ended up deciding not to. Uh, what else was I looking at? I was looking at Atlanta on the money line against the Phillies, mostly because the Nola. I feel like at this point is, and I can't. I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but I think that he's a little bit overrated because of his name. Where Nola's been, of course, solid in years past. The last couple of years, though, he really has not been as good as people think he's been. Have they won any of his starts yet this year? 
Uh, he has one win. Has I'm not sure about how many no decisions they pulled out and everything like that. Uh, the team's the one and eight in his starts. They're one and eight in his starts, and you're getting Atlanta at roughly even money. Yeah. Or like minus 110, and Wright's been good. And the Phillies we've seen in the series, their bullpen still sucks. So I'll take Atlanta. I mean, Nola, once again, I think he's a little bit overrated. Still good, but you can't be one and eight in a, in a pitcher's starts and be laying he's, against a decent opponent. He's having a weird season. He's got he's got a four ERA and a whip under one. Yeah. And it makes no sense. But can, what do you think? Because that was another play I thought about. For value alone, Wright's been the better pitcher this season. Yeah. They're one and eight. Yeah. How the hell are you laying? For whatever for whatever reason, you're one and eight. A combination of some bad starts and not getting much support. Uh and yeah. the bullpen's not being very good, but I'm on the road? Luca under forty eight uh PNA. I guess the one question I'll have for you there is, is there a reason why you don't want to just take the assists under? Yeah. I'm assuming the argument is you just expect Luca to go for 36, and that way you kind of meet in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, Ezra is 48 for – there's no way that that's the number. It can't be. It can't be right. It has to be points, rebounds, and assists. It's the only thing that makes sense. It has to be PRA. Yeah. It has to be PRA. PNA would probably be closer to around 40, maybe 40 flat. Uh, yeah, you figure thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah, you figure thirty. You figure thirty-five points and seven assists, probably. probably. Five assists. Yeah. Somewhere near. Yeah, it's got to be forty-eight. Definitely has to be including rebounds. So for that, I actually like the over because I do think Luca can potentially even go for forty and twelve, and nobody would be surprised. Not yeah. to mention assists. Agreed. But yeah, I think yeah. that I think that would be my favorite combo play. It would be Luca points and rebounds, whatever number that is. I'm not going to play it, but I do think if you want to go for a combo prop, the rebounds should be there. The points should be. Yeah, it's 42 and a half. That's what I thought it would be. No, so, you said 40 and a half. I said 42 and a half. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> they went lying. Way to correct me. I was trying to be a revisionist historian, but okay. <laughs> Living off my glory. Come on now. I would still go with the over. Or at least I'd lean that way. But once again, just take the points. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going into this game expecting Luka to have 15 assists. Take your points over or your assists under. Yeah. Uh, I love the comment section because not only do we have great handicappers who ask great questions, we have Bronco Devil telling a great story about his kids moving as a key addresser that just fell apart. And it said it was because he was too late, uh, too lazy to put glue on the dowels. I had a, I had a story with Ikea. Did it fall apart or was it good? Yeah. So we had a dresser in a rental house back, I don't know, 12, 12 years ago, something like that. Okay. And one of my friends came over for like a weekend, whatever. I had a couple people at the house and she picked up a picture frame off of one of the dressers, whatever, regular picture, you know, whatever, puts it back down exactly where she left it. And the entire dresser just exploded. <laughs> the whole, the, all the shelves fell apart. Everything just ended up on the floor. And I don't know if we ever bought anything from Ikea after that, but one picture frame is all it takes. Man, you spend $45 for a dresser. You expect it to fucking work. <laughs> Pretty much. But it was one small picture frame with, like, the thing that, like, extends so it stays up. Sounds like something out of a cartoon. It weighs probably, like, one pound, like, max. Right. And picking up, you put it back down, the whole dresser exploded. You know, the the same kid that's being clever here in the in the comment section... Uh, about to turn, he, he turned a dresser over on top of himself with a TV on it when he was about three. Okay. He's climbing up the drawers and I don't know, fucking mm-hmm. rocking it or whatever. The whole dresser goes and the dresser like fell on top of him and guarded him from the TV. It was one of, you know, it was one of those, it wasn't a flat screen. It was one of those big ass TVs. So probably the last athletic thing he did. <laughs> I'm fucking with him. He's, he's a fine athlete. All right. So. Let's talk about uh, the thing we should be talking about at this time, should we, Scott? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Um, I've left I've left the hat up, up upstairs, so it's just going to be it's, it's going to be payback for when you were in Vegas, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. All right, guys, it is time. It is the end of the show. Only one thing left to do, and it's time to put on your overalls. Grab that straw hat. Climb aboard your John Deere. Fire that bad boy up, kids, because it is time to bet the. Farm. All right, very good. Imagine this hat only with me in it as well. Okay, you got yeah. it. Oh, there it is. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome back, Scott. Good to have Howdy. you. All right, my friend. Well, we uh, had a nice little run 
on the farm. We hit uh, hit five straight. And then, last couple of days, been a little chilly. A little chilly. So it's time to put on our, uh, maybe our like our Marlboro Man jackets as well. And heat up. Time to heat up. You like that one? Is that a tortured analogy? Yeah, it works for me. Okay, very good. Uh, Scott, what do we got cooked up for today? So we're going to go with a team total in baseball. It's going to be a match between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Oh. And we're going to take the Diamondbacks. Team total over three and a half. A couple reasons why. First of all, Arizona offensively has actually been very good over the last couple of games. The Diamondbacks have scored at least four runs in each of their last five games. Plus, Arizona has been even better over the last five games because the Diamondbacks have scored at least seven runs in four of their last five games. Now, looking at the pitching matchup, you see the Dodgers and might be thinking, who's on the mound? Is it Bueller? Is Kershaw back from the IL? Is it Urias? Any of these guys? Can I interest you in Mitch White? Uh, You might be wondering, who the hell is that? Exactly. He's not been very good this season. And at night, he's been awful. Four and two-thirds innings pitch, 9.64 ERA. He's also a bit of an opener, so he shouldn't go much length. And I do think Arizona can do enough to get to four in this spot. Plus, the over is 14-2-1 in Arizona's last 17 games as an underdog. So I do think that, of course, in Arizona, nice weather out there. I do think they can do enough to get four across against a pretty underwhelming starting pitcher with the Dodgers bullpen that might be forced to use a couple of, let's say, B-squad guys. Yep. Yep. Very possible. Very possible. And uh, I will say, I'll add one thing to that. You look at the last six games, they've been scoring a ton. It's been against two shitty teams, the Cubs and the Royals. However, the four games before that, now they did get swept by the Dodgers, but they did average four runs per game in those four games against the Dodgers in L.A. So, and they're the home team. Yep. So they, so, but you have to mention that since Castellanos is pitching, they're probably going to need to bat in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Can we say that? We'll see. I got I got them first five. I got them first five my play of the day. So First five is fine. I'm just saying, over the course of nine innings, yeah. if the Dimebacks are up three to two after eight innings, let's just say I will be a bit surprised. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so that's going to do it. That's the... Uh, that's the Arizona Diamondbacks team total over three and a half. That's our farm play for this fine Thursday. We appreciate everybody stopping by, man. Had a great show today. Thanks for all the input in the comment section. The funny kind, the knowledgeable kind, and the kind even where you said you agreed with Scott. So whatever it was, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we appreciate you coming. Don't forget to come back and see us tomorrow. Scott and I will fire it up one more time at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern as we do our very best to help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Take care. We'll see you then.